Welcome back to episode 114 of Your Best Year Starts Here. Your best year. And at the end of the last episode, I asked a question, which is, what is your word of the year? As in, if you were going to pick one word of how you want to show up this year, what would be the one word that would describe it? So, Nigel, what's yours? Really interesting, because last year, my word was phenomenal, that I wanted everything that I did to be phenomenal. You know, the new book had just come out. We We wanted to create an online product, and we wanted it to be phenomenal. This year, for me... I'm going to change it slightly and to say persevere because, you know, I'm back on my health kick, which is great. You know, I got a lot of my health stuff sorted out at the end of last year. Um, There's stuff I need to do, but I get, you know, as a monkey, I get very caught up on new shiny things and I don't persevere with certain stuff, which I know will make a difference to me, the family, the business, et cetera. So, for some people, it may not seem that motivational, but unless you persevere in your biggest musts, what happens is you just get too many things and nothing gets created. And what's yours, Neil? Well, just before I give mine, I, I just want to say something on the perseverance thing, because for me, I always think perseverance breaks down into two other words. I knew it was coming. Here we go. Go which, for which, it. Which are patience and persistence. Because okay, if, I had, if I had more patience, I'd persevere longer. Well, yeah, kind of. As in person, you know, when it comes to perseverance, for me, it's that, yeah, it's that thing of being persistent. So keep doing the thing, you know, and and keep doing the thing and keep doing the thing, but also be open to the fact you probably won't get the result as quick as you want it. And so it's having that patience that says, regardless of how much effort I throw at something, I can't always speed it up. Strange, because when I try and lose weight, it doesn't come off in the first week. I, I just thought it would, you know, I've been good for a week. I'm shocked. And and that's kind of my point, you know. It's yeah, you know. I, it, I, I knew I knew you were looking at this body and thinking. <laughs> no, but I mean, if yeah, if we use weight loss as an example, for most people, six to eight weeks of something before there's a really noticeable difference, right? Yeah, it doesn't mean you won't lose a few pounds, but to actually really start to feel different in your body, for most people, it's six to eight weeks. And a lot of people will go on a diet and do it for a month and go, well, that didn't work, and give up but they're actually, you know, two thirds of the way to where they need to be to actually start to see the results that they were looking for. But they give up too, too, too early and too easily. And I know I've said this in episodes before, but there's a guy I worked with back in the early 2000s. And he was one of the product development managers in the or directors in the company I was working in. And he came into one of our sales meetings and he was talking about this new thing we were developing and delays with it and everything else. And the salespeople were all like, you know, how can you speed it up? Like, how can you how can you get this thing to market quicker? Like, we, you know, we can sell this thing already. Why is it not ready? And this guy, uh, his name's Jeff, and he just turned around. And he said, look, if you get nine women pregnant, you don't get a baby in a month. And he was basically saying it didn't matter how many people he put on the project. There were certain things that just had time constraints that he couldn't remove. You know, and I think we all have to remember that in our lives, that sometimes there are constraints that are outside of our control and it doesn't matter what money or resources we throw at it, it, it ain't going to change, you know. But back to your question of what's my word, it's quite simple, it's brave. It's okay, about... So what, does brave, what does brave look like for you? So brave for me is basically being courageous enough to be honest, to ask for help, to put my hand out, to do things that scare me that I know I need to do you know, and just do them anyway. Um, 
I think there's been periods of my life and a lot of people listening to this, even people that know me, don't know, how do I put this? They don't necessarily know what I'm like on the inside sometimes. And I say that from the point of view of, you know, I'm I'm very extroverted. Anyone that knows me knows I'm very extroverted. I I want to be around people. I like mixing with people, whatever. What they don't realize is that I've had periods of my life and some of them for significant uh, lengths of time where I've been such a harsh critic of myself that I don't believe in me, even if everybody else does. And so there are things that I've done or wanted to do or thought about doing or whatever that I've not really done to the full extent of what I could do or I've not gone to the person that could help me and gone hey can you help me with this or hey I've got this idea there's this thing I'd like to do how do you feel about being a part of it or whatever because I've been a bit afraid of like the rejection that comes on the back end and it stopped me from doing things I'm more than capable of and I just decided this year do you know I'm not going to do that this year I'm going to show up and I'm just going to be there and I'm you know if I get a bunch of rejections on things that's okay because it's probably not about me anyway but rather than you know rather than take things personally i'm just going to be brave i'm just going to put stuff out there and i'm just going to say how i feel and you know even talking about you know issues with self esteem on a podcast that is going to be listened to by thousands of people is an example of that right but it's the truth so there's no point hiding the truth or hiding from the truth it's better to just be honest and open and courageous and and see what flows in as a result you know, so we used to have on one on the back of my business card. Do you remember business cards? Do you remember those things? Yeah, I remember, I remember business cards. I still have business cards, actually. You know, so the question we used to ask people, and it was on my business card, ask yourself, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? Yeah. You know, and that idea that by being brave, what would it look like? And, you know, I'm going to go back to the last podcast when I said, you know, you need to ring three people. So yeah. you need to find three things that take bravery, find yeah. three people to support you with whatever it is you need to be brave, and know that at least one of the three probably going to say no. Yep. And that's okay. Yep. You know, I, 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 the reason I, you know, I use persevering is because one person says no, I think, well, obviously it's a crap idea. Well, it's, again, it's that, it's that classic thing of, you know, I was, um, in fact, I was listening to somebody talking the other day and they were saying that they no longer, li- they no longer read any of the reviews of their books. And this is a guy who sold millions of books. I mean, literally millions of books. And um, he said he no longer reads the reviews of his books because his focus always went to the one star. It didn't matter how many five-star reviews there were. His focus always went to the one-star reviews. And he'd go, oh, maybe that book wasn't so good then. Or, oh, well, actually, yeah, should I should I actually finish the next book that I'm writing? Because actually some people didn't like the last one. And he just, you know, he said he just had the realization of nobody reading their one-star reviews on Amazon gets a smile on their face. And he likes a smile on his face, so he's not going to read them anymore. He's just he's just not going to do that. He's just not going to engage with it. He's going to keep creating the content that he creates. He knows by how many books he sells that there must be people that enjoy them. And so he's going to focus on that instead. You know, and I think it's for a lot of us, we can listen to the one critic and not listen to the, you know, the thousand cheerleaders. Because it's much easier to listen to the one critic, especially if we you know, we doubt and criticize ourselves. But do you know who the worst critic most of the time is? Yeah, me. Yeah, ourselves. Yeah. And so if, do you have on your computer that you're looking at right now, 
the word brave underneath your camera? No, I do not. I have the words Zoom meeting <laughs> underneath my camera. <laughs> okay, can I make a suggestion? Uh, just above Zoom meeting where there's a little bit of black space, because we both have, you know, I'm now in a Mac man now, and I have two screens. You'll be very proud. You need to put that word on there. And then mm-hmm. your question always is, is what I'm doing right now going to make me braver? Is it brave? Or am I going back to my original place? Yeah. Because, you know, I used to have on my camera, and I'm looking right at it now, a little monkey with a smiley face, because that's why I need to look. Because often I used to look there, because that's where I thought people were. So I've, ha- I've learned now, look at the camera. I've learned that when people see my office, this is it. I don't have a, I mean, I do have a green screen, as you know, because you helped me create it. But I much prefer people to just see me warts and all. Mm-hmm. So I have my chocolate bars and I have everything else there. And I'm going to persevere in making sure I show up, that I do what I say I'm going to do. And so last week, uh, I was talking about creating and doing a letter to some of my people. Yep. Uh, I got some letters out, which was great, and I got one great response. Well, that's better than normal. Now I've got to persevere and do eight letters this week or whatever the numbers are because you're right. The more perseverance, the greater the results. But if I'd have got no response in the old days, I'd say, well, that doesn't work. Yep. So here's the question for both you and I. What's going to happen if we don't show up either being brave or to persevere? What's going to happen? Well, probably not a lot, you know. I mean, you know, I, I disagree with that. Well, and I'll tell you why in a second. Okay, let, let me rephrase when I say not a lot. A lot is going to happen because life happens, right? Life continues regardless of how we show up. But the things we want to have happen are not likely to happen. And our feelings about ourselves are not going to be great. Because if you, you know... I'm a big I'm a big believer in the word commitment, right? As in you make a decision, you commit to something, you do the damn thing. If you make a decision and you commit to something and you don't do the thing, you basically tell yourself that you're a liar. You basically tell yourself that you're not good enough, you're not capable, whatever, right? And it becomes self-perpetuating in the wrong direction. So you know, either you you get on like a little loop that goes around where you you gain momentum and it gets better and you do it more and you gain momentum and you do it more, or you get on a loop that goes the other way where it's like this isn't working. Okay, I'm not good enough. Okay, well this really isn't working. I must I must be really really crap at this. And it like either it builds you in such a way it pushes you forward or it drags you further back. And in a world we're in right now where a lot of people, you know, are spending a lot of time on their own and all that kind of stuff, the last thing you ever want to do is get yourself spiraling into a negative headspace. But you use the word lie. When you lie to yourself and then you can't trust yourself and then you have evidence that you can't trust yourself because you said you were going to do these things, never mind the other commitments to other people. But when you lie to yourself, that is the big, in my humble opinion, it is the biggest damage you can do to yourself. Yep. It's the lie to yourself because you know you lied. You know you haven't done it. And now the next time you say you're going to do something, there's a little voice in your head that says, I'm probably not going to do it anyway. Yep. What's the point of me even committing? What's the point of trying to persevere when I know I'm going to give up? So exactly. everyone who's listening to this podcast right now, I want you to be so aware of your self-talk, which we talk about every single episode virtually, but every commitment you make to yourself. So we often used to say, share with other people. First thing you've got to do is to put on your computer next to your brave word, 
is one commitment and then ask yourself, is what I'm doing in alignment with that? And if it's not, why not? Then take it down, make a commitment. That's not my commitment. Be really bold and say, but I'm prepared to commit to this. You know, you've seen me do the paper exercise. You know, if you have too many commitments and you're not focused, you get none of it. But be really aware that self-lie, self-lie, that's the wrong word. What's the word I'm looking When you lie to yourself, it is probably, and I don't know the neuroscientific language for this, but I'm sure neurons in your brain just go in overload because your brain's heard what you said you were going to do. Yep. And now you're saying, well, I, I, I won't do it this week. I'd love to know what your brain then thinks of this because if we were to dissect that moment you lie to yourself, it must be amazing to see. If you could do a gamma ray of your brain the minute you lie to yourself, I wonder what happens to your body. I can't believe anyone will be uplifted. No, no. Well, I mean, it's interesting. For me, I actually think one of the most important things any human being can have is rigorous self-honesty. And I say that to the point of even if you lie through your teeth to other people, which, by the way, I'm not suggesting anyone should do. But even if you lie through your teeth to other people, if you're honest with yourself, you've got a chance. Yeah, if you're dishonest with yourself, you will also be dishonest with other people. Because well, if you're not authentic the, to you, you can't be authentic elsewhere. You, you, can't. Where the truth start, you won't even know where the truth starts. Exactly. That's the biggest problem for people. So let's end this episode with the truth will set you free. If you lie to yourself, it's probably the most damaging tool you can have. And why would you lie to yourself? You are your most precious item. Just as an aside, I once spoke at a conference and I said, it's wonderful to speak to multi-millionaires. That was my opening line. And I'll tell you why I said that in next week's episode. I'll see okay, you next cool. week. Well, if you found this episode useful, we didn't say this on the end of the last one, but we normally do. You know what's coming. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. Share this with your friends. The best way to do that, take a screenshot of your phone while you're listening to this and post that all over your social media. Um, it helps us. It helps get the message to more people. And if you're getting value, then you know we always appreciate it if you can give some back. And yeah, on that note, we will see you next week. Your message, it starts right here.